Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. How many God has been good to you? Just in the simple fact that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That we were dead in our trespasses and he made us alive. He's good to us. He's good to us. And we're just going to continue in our our, uh, walk through humility here. Uh, Just remember, just to remind you um, that uh, he spoke in 2018 that humility will be your greatest asset, strong point, aid, help. Don't give in to complacency, right? We can get complacent. And really, I think what that means like in, um, in walking with the Lord is that we just get so aware of and walking in the natural that we sometimes, you know, forget to acknowledge that he's there, you know. And just like salvation, that we, um, we, we didn't do anything to earn it, what we did was we submitted and humbled ourselves to what he had provided and we said, yes, Lord. And then every spiritual blessing came and was ours. And so everything and this life that we walk through living in him is all about humility, which is simply, Lord, I recognize you, have your way. I acknowledge you. You are bigger than I am. You know more than I do. You're smarter than I am. And I want to walk this life with you, in you. You and me, me and you, right? And so humility is simple. It's simple. We get a little bit afraid of that word, you know, because I think we think, well, I've just got to be humble, you know. But humility is just giving way and agreeing with what God is and who he is in your life and acknowledging that he's there and that he has a high place of respect and honor in our life. You know, and so, you know, remember we read that, it, that humility, it's not, it's not putting yourself down and calling yourself not worthy or anything. It's just seeing yourself the way God sees you. That's what it is. It's seeing yourself the way that God sees you, what he's put into you, what he's placed on the inside of you. He has placed every spiritual, he has placed every spiritual blessing for life and godliness. Everything we need has been given and placed on the inside of us. So humility simply just says, Lord, I want to walk this life in communion and union and commitment to you. I'm not going to try to compartmentalize my life in different things. Okay, well, this is this is this this is the family side this is the job side and then god this is your side no he is the center of every part of those pieces every every situation everything we walk through every part of our life we're not to just i mean i think jim was talking about it last night that we're not just it's not just oh i I got my stars, I came to church, but it's walking and having this communion and this relationship and this love and this respect and this honor for the Lord in our life. I mean, I I can, how many have gone through things in this room? (laughs) If you don't raise your hand, you're not being honest because we live in this fallen world. And just like 
We needed a savior, and we said, yes, Lord. We have to say, yes, Lord, to his daily help. His daily, just acknowledging him, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Lord, what do you have to say about this? What do you have to say about that? Remember we talked about uh, the boys were out fishing, right? And, and the master said, throw your net on the other side. And he didn't fall into this, well, I'm a fisherman. I know what I'm doing. I've been out here all night. But he humbled himself and he honored the Lord. And what happened? So sometimes in humility and walking this out and being humble and acknowledging the Lord in our life, not even just sometimes, like all the time, it's difficult on your flesh. That's it. You know, I can even think of, of things that the Lord has asked me to do, and I've had to submit myself to what he's asked me to do. And do you know one of the main things that I've faced? It's fear. Fear. I guarantee you every time the Lord asks you to step out into something that's a little unknown, that fear is going to try to grip you. Do you realize that if you give in to that fear and you allow that to rule you, you won't step into what God, the fullness of what he's called you to do? How many have had to face fear in what God's called you to do and asked you to do? The other thing you'll face when he leads you to do something is, is uh, pride, right? Or or, oh, no, I don't. It's this person's fault that I'm this way. Humility doesn't care about what the other person is doing. Humility just says, Lord, your way is higher than mine. Show me what to do. I've been in situations, and I know you have too, where um, you don't know what to do. Anybody ever been there? You don't know what to do. You've done everything. You've tried it this way and that way and this way and that way and this way and that way. You realize God, he has the perfect, remember Proverbs said he makes straight your paths. Do we believe that or not? Do we actually believe that? Do we actually trust him enough to say, Lord, even though this hurts my flesh, it feels scary, it feels fearful, even though this is difficult because I have to put down my flesh, I'm going to trust you in that you really do have my best interests at heart. And when I step out in you in obedience, you're going to make straight my path. I love that last night, wide open spaces. How many want to be in wide open spaces? Let's submit to God. He will lead you into wide open spaces even when sometimes on your flesh it feels tight. It feels uncomfortable. That's a good thing. That's a good thing, right? Because we don't know it all. But we serve the God who does. And we know, and we know this from his word, that he has the best, that he, he's got the best supplied for us, that, that, that he's got um, the best way, the best scenario for us. So our trust can be in him. He's trustworthy. I mean, I was looking up trustworthy and how, the God, or how God is, we can trust him in the, in the word. There are so many scriptures 
that speak of his faithfulness, that his word is tried and true, that, is, that he's faithful to his word to perform it. He's God, right? And so we're just going to start off where we left uh, last week a little bit. We're going to go over uh, Proverbs 3, chapter 5 through 7, which, remember, is the essence of humility. Remember, humility is just, it's just complete abandoned trust in God's submission. It yields, it gives way to, and has the action of obedience just as Jesus did. And we're going to get into another part of what Jesus did in humility um, in uh, Philippians, but we'll get there. It says, let not, no, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And so we're going to look at, again, remember Ephesians 1.13. It says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. Um, if you're going to develop a trust for God, you have to get to know his character and who he is. You know, um, in our marriage, trust was built over time. We got to know one another. We had that communion, that relationship, and trust has built over time. That's true for anything, right? But thank the Lord, he's given us the ability and the opportunity to know him to the extent that we want to know him. There's no cap and there's no limit on what we can know of God. He's multifaceted, and he didn't say, when you get to this level, you're done. I'm cutting you off. He said, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. So as much as we want to draw near to him, he will draw near to us. As much as we want to go after him and know him, he will show himself to us in greater levels. I mean, that right there should be like a fire starter in you or kindling to the fire that's already there that you don't have to just get complacent and satisfied with where you're at, but you can go to even deeper and greater levels with the Lord. I mean, come on. That is really exciting for the believer. That tells me right there that Christianity and serving the Lord is not boring. And if you're bored, it's because you're not going after and seeking him with all your heart. And it's even, you know, in these situations that we're going through and stuff, if we really get down to it, have we really asked the Lord to show us? Because if you look in the scripture over and over, I mean, there's a lot of these too, but wait patiently for the Lord. And we live in a society that is completely anti and opposite patience. It teaches us everything in a hurry, right? And everybody's in a hurry. And if you have not noticed when you're out and about, that has intensified with people. It is about me, myself, and mine, and you're in my way, get out of the way right? We live in this. So we are, we are combating, we are flowing against the stream, it feels like, in this area. But we have got to get back to a place where we train ourselves to slow down, stop and listen, and wait on the Lord. Putting your cell phone in the other room 
and waiting on the Lord. I have to watch this. I'm sitting down, you know, I'm praying, and I'm like, you can, you, even with your eyes closed, you can see your phone light up. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. Is I'm, am I the only one? <laughs> it's like, oh, no, focus. No, why not just get rid of the distraction and just wait on the Lord? Don't get impatient. Listen, if, if we fully trust the Lord in our life, then it doesn't matter how long you have to wait. You know God's timing. He's always right on time. You may feel like you're waiting forever in your flesh, but it's okay. If you trust the Lord, he's right on time. He's not late. See, we get in our, oh, I got to make things happen. I got to do things. I got I to gotta do this. And that is self-righteousness and it's pride and it's thinking that you can do it all by yourself and you don't need him. When he clearly says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, your whole being, acknowledge him in all of your ways. So what we have to realize and get in our understanding is, is that, is that you're telling me in this thing, in this situation that I'm trying to strive and get through and just make it through and try to figure it out and try to figure it out, if I would just humble myself before the Lord and get quiet and wait on him, he would have such a wonderful answer for me and such a wonderful path and such a wide open space for me in that situation. Such a wide open space. So he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Remember, your whole being. And we, we need to develop that trust with the Lord and really ask ourselves if we do. So not leaning and relying on our own understanding, our own natural understanding. Remember, he wants to bring supernatural to your natural. He's a spirit. And he's God. And he wants to dip into your natural and make it something supernatural. I mean, that's good. That's good. We're in a good place. It sounds to me like we're already in a broad place. We just need to see we're there and eat of it and be there, right? And enjoy it. But see, understanding that is just, remember, it's humility. It's just agreeing with what God has placed on the inside of you and the tools that he's given you. It's simply that. It's simply that. It's simply agreeing with him. So with your whole being, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Be diligent to put him in his proper place. Be diligent. Be diligent. Reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely from evil. So today, humility is a place of honor, reverent fear, in your mind, will, and your affection, acknowledging the truth of our position as created and yielding to God his place as creator. Remember we said, trust in the Lord. You guys, I mean, this is so good. If you could get this. He's not just saying trust in just anything. He's saying trust in the Lord Yahweh, the Lord Jehovah. Trust in the healer, the provider, Right? Trust in who he is, his, who he is, he is. It's not just what he does, it's who he is. This is who he is, and he says trust. So we're not just trusting in just, oh yeah, trust in the Lord. 
Yeah, we're, we're trusting in the Lord. No, we're trusting in Jehovah. We're trusting in the Lord. It's a firm, steady place. It's a firm foundation. It can, he can be trusted, amen? Colossians chapter 3, you guys can turn there. But fear and reverence have to do with an affection. So if we set our affection on everything but him, we're out of line and not holding him in his proper place. We can set our affection and our desire and our mind on what we think. It's, it's my way or the highway. We can set our mind and our affection on how we feel so much and how somebody makes me feel. Listen, you, we're not responsible for other people. The last time you tried to fix the person next to you, how'd that work out for you? No, it doesn't work that way, right? It doesn't work that way. We're responsible for me. Say, I'm responsible for me. And your yieldedness to the Lord in you can set you free whether the person next to you is or not. Hallelujah, I don't have to rely on you guys. I mean, you're great. And you're doing awesome. But I don't have to rely on my husband for my happiness and my joy and my strength. That's too much pressure for him. Yes. <laughs> but we do that. We do that with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We put pressure on people because we don't want to humble ourselves and come before the Lord and say, Lord, what about me? What about me? It's you and me. It's not my relationship and Sean's relationship and this person's relationship and you. It's you and me. And so we humble ourselves not thinking about the person and what they're doing next to us, right? So Colossians 3, I guess I should probably get there too. Oh, yay, look, I turned right there. Colossians 3, chapter or verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Set your mind, set your affections, your focus on things above. We are setting them in a place. And when you set something in a place, you don't let it veer from that place. You don't let it wander from that place. You set your mind and your affection. Listen, we, we think sometimes as Christian, for Christianity as this big, well, I've got to do this, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do this, and I've got to be this, and I've got to be this. No, set your affections on him, and he'll take care of all the rest. It's that simple. It is humbling ourselves in submission to the Lord and our relationship and our communion. And remember, we're getting close because there's no, we, we can't get, we can't, there's no end. 
We can keep building this relationship and building in this relationship. And we can keep just communicating and communing with the Lord and fellowshipping with Him. And there's no cap and there's no limit to to it, right? So humility is simple. Walking with the Lord is simple. We make it too difficult. It is just yielding to what God has placed on the inside of you. And we are hearing this weekend. It had nothing to do with how good I was or good I am. But it does have to do with, am I going to give way to the Lord in my life in the proper place that he deserves? Am I going to humble myself? We did the same thing in receiving him into our life. The, the, the uh, supply for that, for, for eternal life, has always been there since he, I mean, planned that, right? It's been there. It's there. What did we have to do? We had to say, yes. I surrender myself. I submit to that, what you did, and I receive that. And so walking out salvation in our life is the exact same thing. Yes, Lord. Yes, I hear you say that. I hear that. Yep, that's what we're going to do. Yep, Lord. Okay, I don't know the answer to this, but Lord, I'm going to wait on you in patience, and I'm going to figure it out um, in, in coming to you and, and submitting myself to actually sit and listen to what you might have to say because you know more than I do. Because you have a straight path, make, you have a clear path for me. Submitting ourselves to him in that way. And so set your affections, your devotion. So we look, you know, our respect and our admiration, and I, th- I believe this is kind of where we're getting back to in the church, and maybe you disagree with me, I don't know. Um, but, you know... They held such reverence and awe for the Lord. You know, and I understand we look into the Old Testament and we see the reverential fear that the people had. And we know that the blood of Jesus satisfied the wrath of God. We know this, right? But that doesn't diminish or make unimportant his glory and the reverence and honor due to him. We got to think about this. It doesn't diminish that. You know, I I mean, I love grace, and we're hearing what grace is, but grace, it's an empowerment to live for him. It is undeserved, unmerited favor. But do you know when your heart is in a place of submission to him, it's going to be so much easier to just flow in that? But if we're not even recognizing and acknowledging him in our life and in our day, Basically, what we're doing is we're, we're ignoring the help. We're ignoring the answer. We're ignoring it when it's right there available for us. It's right there. It's available. He's made it available. And so we don't, we have to, get back to this place of, because acknowledging the Lord is really a place of honor and reverence in your heart that you hold for him and his place in your life. Humility is a heart that holds God in his proper place with proper 
perspective. So we have to ask ourselves these questions. How do we treat his word? How do we treat his word? How do we honor his word? When the word of God is being preached and delivered and, and you're reading, are we attentive? Are we listening? Are we hearing? Are we, are we expecting? Are we honoring his word to us? Um, how do we treat his presence? How do we um, treat his direction and his correction? Humility is a teachable attitude, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> it's, you know, humility is an attitude that says, Lord, even if I need to correction, if you need to correct me, yeah, bring it on. Because I know that you love me, and I know that you have the best for me, and I know that my wide open space is in that correction, in that direction. See, humility will do that, let's say, in difficult situations with relationships. Remember, you can't fix the person next to you. But humility will say, will say, Lord, what can I do? What do I need to do? I mean, pride just focuses in on what everybody else is doing that hurts you, that makes you miserable, when it's not them at all, it's yourself just not submitting to the Lord. There is, some, there is so much joy and there is so much peace in submitting and yielding to God. There is so much freedom in yielding to the Lord. Acknowledging him, there is so much freedom in that. So how do we treat the Holy Spirit? He's our comforter. He's our standby. He's our advocate. All these things. He's our, I mean, he's our helper. How do we treat the Holy Spirit in our life? When he speaks to us, do we just, meh? Yeah. When he speaks to us, what do we do with that? How do we treat his building and his blessings? And I'm talking about natural things, what God has given you. How do we treat those things? Do we honor the Lord in the way that we treat the blessings that he's given us? And this is where we're going to end up today um, is uh, how do we treat one another? This is huge. Uh, Tony Cook said this. He wrote a book, uh, Miracles in the Church. can't remember the name of it. Miracles in the Church. And he said, perhaps one of the greatest lessons of the 20th century is that God desires his people to not only have power and gifts, but also humility and unity. How do we treat one another? And we're going to look at Philippians 2, and that's where we started when we started this. Uh, remember, we were reading about Jesus and how he humbled himself to obedience and how, right, he came to serve, right? Remember, we, we, we read that. Uh, we're going to go to Philippians chapter 2 again, and we're going to actually start up 
a few verses than where we were last time. Two, verse one. And I'm going to actually read it in the Amplified. Therefore, if there is any encouragement and comfort in Christ, and there certainly is an abundance, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship that we share in the Spirit, if there is any great depth of affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love toward one another, knit together in spirit, intent on one purpose, and living life, a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel, the good news regarding salvation through faith in Christ. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit through factional or self-seeking motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, these attributes Uh, Regard others as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also the interests of others. Have the same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example in selfless humility. And you read down in there, and what does it say? That he... It says in verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ who being form in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in the presence as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. Part of his humility was coming to serve. Here's the king of kings coming to serve. That is a huge part of what he did. Why did he come? Because he loved us that much to come and to serve and to lay down his life for us so that we could live, so that we could be, um, so that we could really be free and have the ability to do the same thing in our life. So humility is also saying, Lord, I come here to serve And to humble myself in obedience to you. Do you understand that if you are are in a relationship with the Lord and you have submitted to him, that he'll protect you in relationships? He'll protect you in relationships. It's not talking about you you just let people use you and things like that. If you stick close to the Lord and the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will be what you're supposed to be in a relationship. And remember, it's not dependent on that person in the relationship. It's dependent on you in the relationship and you deciding that, Lord, I humble myself and I come here to serve you and people. To serve you, God, and to serve people. And I can trust you to such an extent That when you tell me to walk in love towards somebody that's treated me like poo, because I don't want to say crap in church. (laughs) I just said it. (laughs) Darn it. That God is going to lead you to do things that don't make sense to what your flesh wants to do, but it will release grace to that relationship 
and you will be blessed whether they do what they're supposed to do or not. We are here to serve one another. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, you guys should serve me, you're not hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> you're responsible for you. And so this, so I can't, I can't, Sean, you need to have the same mind. You have the same mind. You have, no, I have to say with myself that I set my affections and I set my mind on things above and I have the same mind, what they, what that scripture say, let this mind in, in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Lord, it is no longer I that live, but you who lives in me, I come to serve you and others. I'm not here to serve myself. Even in our serving, because there's a lot of you in here that serve in an area, you're not doing that so that you feel good about yourself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're having the mindset, and this is where it says, it says, do everything as unto the Lord first, and through that submission and that yieldedness to him, you will be able to properly serve your brother and sister in the Lord. And remember, he'll protect you in it. It doesn't mean that it's always easy on your flesh. But our responsibility is not to make sure everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Our responsibility is, is that we set our minds on him and our affection on him and that we humble ourselves before him. And he will, I promise you, he will ask you to do things that are very uncomfortable to your flesh. But that's just pride. It's just pride. It's okay, you don't need that. You don't need that stinking pride. We don't want selfishness. Those things never lead to life. They always lead to corruption. And sometimes in situations in life, we are so frustrated because we're not taking the time to humble ourselves before the Lord and say, Lord, show me. Where am I not submitting myself to your word? Where am I not allowing? And really, it's just, remember, it's simple. Agreeing with what you have on the inside of you. Most every day, I read over the love chapter. And I don't read it, Lord, your love is patient and it is kind. It is. But this is how I read it. I thank you, Lord. That the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. That my new nature is love. It's who I am. I don't separate that from that. And so I yield to my new nature of the love of God that you've placed on the inside of me. And because I yield to that, I am patient. I am kind. And you can go on and on. I'm not self-centered. I don't do things out of selfish ambition. 
I always believe the best of every person in every situation because I can in my own strength? Absolutely not. No, because I yield to who you created me and my new nature that you placed in me now. And I yield to that. I yield to that. I submit to that. I give way to that. I get myself out of the way and I yield to the spirit of love on the inside of me. It's that simple. So you think about it, we can walk through our whole day and be yielding to the spirit of God and acknowledging him in everything that we do. Yielding and acknowledging. Directed by him. Being in the right place at the right time. Allowing the right words at the right time to come out of our mouth. Recognizing the attitude or the, the way that the enemy is trying to trip you up in your mind and recognizing, nope, nope, I'm flowing with God here. I know exactly what that is. I see that. And combating that. Through your own power? No. Because you yielded to the power of God that's on the inside of you. He's trustworthy. So commitment to God and humbling yourself to him will always put you in the proper position of humility toward others. Putting yourself in proper position with the Lord, who you are in him, will enable you to walk in proper humility with others. Instead of focusing on all the different relationships in your life, okay, this is how simple this is. Why not focus on the one that should be the source for all relationships? Stop focusing on all the little details and how you're going to fix it and just focus here and you'll be fine. Right? Because he doesn't lead us into destruction. He doesn't lead us into a bad place. He leads us into a broad, wide open space. He leads us into blessing. He leads us into more than enough. He leads us into joy. He leads us into peace. He leads us into soundness of mind. One focus. Get really good at that one focus. And what is that? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. In all of your relationships, acknowledge him. In all of your jobs, acknowledge him. In all of your, your day, acknowledge him. And he will direct and make smooth your path. I'm going to read this in this book here. It says, let us consider how our lack of love, indifference to the needs and feelings of others, even sharp comments and hasty judgments that are often excused as being honest and straightforward, are thwarting the effect of the influence of the Holy Spirit on others. Manifestations of temper and touchiness and irritation, feelings of bitterness and estrangement have their root in nothing but pride. Nothing but pride. Nothing but submitting and yielding to the flesh. 
I'm looking at people that yield to the Spirit in here. And I don't know about you, but I could do it in greater levels. And I'm going to. Because that love that he's talking about there, in Colossians 3.14, it says, Above all these things, put on and wrap yourselves in unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity. For everything is bound together in agreement when each one seeks the best for others. We want to be unified in this place. We seek the best for one another. Not the best for yourself. And we can trust that when we do that, God will take care of us. He always does. I mean, he always does. I'm not going to share, but I have testimony of how he does. He does. And it's not you and God against them. It's just that we have a responsibility to our, for ourselves to make sure that we are staying and walking in this love and wrapping ourselves in it and that we are keeping ourselves in unity. So imagine if we all do that. How many enjoyed the presence of God last night? Oh my goodness. realize that's that's been going on for the last I don't know it's been increasing and growing over the past year here there is so much more and so let's keep ourselves in the love of God that same mindset that Jesus had he humbled himself to obedience, in obedience to the Lord, and he came to serve. We're really not that important. Our opinion is really not that important. And so, uh, let me read this again from Tony Cook. Perhaps one of the greatest lessons of the 20th century is that God desires his people to not only have power and gifts, but also humility and unity. So humility will be our greatest asset. As we submit to him and yield to him and really just agree with who he says we are and what he's placed on the inside of us, we're going to get where we need to go. Amen? So next week we're actually, I'm excited about this because there is so much benefit to humility and, and being humble. There is so much benefit. You guys have heard the scripture that he gives grace to the humble, right? We're going to dig into that, and it's going to be awesome, right? Because there's a supply that God has when we surrender to him and we submit to him. There's a supply. We've already been dealt some grace, but there's, from the looks of it, there's more. (laughs) There's abounding and more, and abounding, and more, and more, and I want more. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.